Blog Talk Radio. Fear does not exist in this dojo, does No, that's it! Hey, does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, that's it! Hey, beast, does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, that's it! Fear does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, that's it! Pain does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, that's it! Defeat does not exist in this dojo, does it? tuning in live and invite you to give us a call if you're listening, 929-477-1077. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at MajorityMMA, and give us a like on Facebook, The Majority Decision. And if you like the show, help us promote it. Tell somebody about it. Tweet it out. Share it on your Facebook. We'd really appreciate it. That would uh, be doing us a really, really huge solid fans. We've come to the end of yet another weekend, and it seems like the older that I get, the quicker <laughs> time just goes right by. It's uh, you know what it it's kind of true, but also reverts the life savings time. So time just seems <laughs> to fly by no matter what you do. Uh, you can blink, and all of a sudden you look up, you go, "Oh my God, it's five o'clock," and. Uh, that's the end of Sunday. You know, can I just add that today I had a late lunch at Cheddar's, right? You ever been to the restaurant Cheddar's? Pretty fair place to eat. Okay. So, for Ben, right? So, my wife and my daughter are like, hey, let's go to, let's go to some good Cheddar's, right? And, you know, I was like, hey, you know what? I'll play it safe. I'll just get a hamburger, right? I'll just get a burger and, uh, you know, get some fries and whatever. Now, they come out, right? They bring this burger and fries out, and the burger is the size of a Happy Meal, and I can count the number of French fries on my plate. Look. Oh, no. Yeah. Meanwhile, my daughter orders chicken strips, and it looks like it could feed three people. I just, I, you know... <laughs> They brought you the kid's version of your hamburger, I guess. I don't know. Right. I I don't understand, right? It just doesn't make any sense. And I ordered off of what I thought was the adult menu. So, basically, I I went to have an early dinner, which ended up becoming a late afternoon snack. Right? Okay. So, then, so then I'm like, I'm going to go get a real burger for dinner, right? So, I go duck out in between, uh, you know, payback matches, go up to Burger King, try to order a Whopper, and their broiler's down. I can't even order a Whopper. It's unbelievable, right? So now i got to order fries and all these little bitty things because, you know, they can cook little burgers, but they can't cook big burgers. Then the guy runs my debit card, and 
goes, hey, look, just hands it back to me and goes, hey, look, I don't know if it worked. And then he looked at it and he goes, well, it did work, so basically your meal is free. Just hands me a bag of food and I'm on my way. Uh, you know what? I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. I don't. I don't know if I should be happy or sad about that dinner. But uh, sometime this week, I've got to make up for the lack of my hamburger fix and get a double somewhere. Today was not your day for getting Today, a hamburger. Yeah. Clearly, it it just wasn't. It's like you and my wife's like, well, somebody's trying to tell you something. Well, I was adamant about getting that burger. I pursued it. And still came up short. So, uh, you know, hey, is what it is. Just thought I'd let everybody know when you go to Cheddar's, if you're an adult and you order a hamburger, it's going to be the size of a Happy Meal. And you're going to be able to count the number of French fries on the plate. You probably don't want to get that burger. Order order two if you're in Cheddar's. Hey, man, I, I tell you what, if you, yeah. if you want a good hamburger, if you want a good hamburger, go to Five Guys. I've been on... One? I, yeah, man. I, I've been on like a Five Guys kick. Uh, they have one over here close to the house, and probably one of the best burgers that I think I've ever had. The, probably the best thing about it is, is so you, you order your hamburger, right? And you can get the double, you can get the single, you can get with yeah. bacon, without bacon, without cheese. Without, but, but So you make that choice. But then after that, all the toppings that you want, free. No limit. Fantastic. You can pick, you can get just lettuce, or you can get everything, and they have a great uh, selection. I don't want to be a Five Guys commercial, but since you brought up hamburgers, I got to tell you, oh, man, if you good. haven't tried, if you're a burger connoisseur, you got to hit up Five Guys. Okay, then I got to hit up Five Guys. I definitely got to hit up Five Guys. But I just had to rant about that. You know, I mean, that was ridiculous, man. I'd never seen that before in my life. You know. Great. Yeah, nice place to go, I guess, but uh, I guess just, uh, you know, order a hamburger there because it's, 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 really, it's really small. You can't get a double. It's ridiculous. I don't want to talk about what it anymore. That? It's making me – it's depressing me. But go ahead. What were we going to say? Well, I was going to say it's more frustrated, more frustrated as, as, you, as you think about it even more. I mean, there's nothing like going somewhere to eat – and, you know, being hungry and being ready and just putting in the time, waiting on the food to come out, and it's either cold or just absolutely not what you thought that it was going to be. Yeah. And there's nothing more defeating than that, I don't think. Happened That's to one of the twice. most defeating things, I think. And, yeah, and you, and you, you, got to, you got to experience that twice in one day. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was a crazy thing. It was funny because I got out of the car when I got home. You know, and there's, like, bunnies, you know, running around the neighborhood. Saw a little bunny. I was like, man, I would have been better off killing that thing and eating it. <laughs> it probably would have been easier at this point. So, yeah. So what else is going on? Man, I, I'm trying to think of some random things that's, Kind of a slow week in the world of mixed martial arts, man. I mean, we're we're in yeah. between fight cards. No big UFC card this weekend. Um, you know, the, all the Conor McGregor stuff seems to have just kind of came and went. You know, I'll say this, man. Like, you know, I was watching. Uh, you know, you know they do the vlog series, right? Mm-hmm. 
And, and you know, they have that on YouTube, so they were doing, you know, the promo stuff or, you know, UFC 200. So I'm watching the promos, and, you know, you, you, know, you get to watch each individual fighter, and, you know, Misha takes bringing her dog to the hotel, and, you know, you get to watch the guys talk a little bit of smack to each other and see how that kind of kind of warms up. Um, you know, Amanda Nunez and Misha Tate, you know, were kind of, you know, they were going at it. Misha's trying to be as nice as she possibly can. You know, Amanda Nunez obviously just looks like she wants to take your head off every time you look at that lady. And, but John, you know, they, were, they went to Good Morning America first. And so they're all standing there to take a picture. And Cormier and Jones are, of course, on the end of everybody, right? Because, you know, uh, Aldo, Edgar, you know, all those guys are there too. So they're standing there and they're trying to take the picture. And John Jones is talking smack to Cormier. Cormier is calling him bum. And it just goes on and on and on. The people trying to take the picture and, the, you know, the people get more in America are like, hey, can you guys, uh, and they're just like, they just keep going and going and going. And it's just, and, it, and you can tell it's genuine. That's not them trying to sell a fight, man. That's just ridiculous. Cormier is calling him a bum. He's like, man, if you, you put it in like you did the other night against Oven, you know, you're not, you know, you can't win, you know, and all this stuff. And I was like, man, you know, I guess, I guess Cormier has got to try to make himself feel good because I just don't see him winning that fight, right? And we talked about that last time. You know, there was no Conor McGregor. There was no talk about Conor McGregor. There's, you know, there's nothing. They're trying to, you know, queue up Madison Square Garden. Misha was saying, hey, look, if I beat Amanda, maybe I can fight Ronda in uh, in New York on November. Yeah, that, that's it's definitely what they're going for, I think. Ronda's going to get the title shot in New York, regardless of who's the champ. But what do you make about the weird kind of dynamic in the way that the fans, you know, John Jones has kind of always been – or at least the last couple of years or so, not so much when he first started out, was kind of on the climb up to being the number one guy. But after he kind of reached the top, he kind of started, uh, you know, a lot of the fans kind of treated him like he was a a quote-unquote bad guy in most of the stories leading up to fights. And Daniel Cormier, for all intentions and purposes, is just kind of – played the role of the good guy, you know, talked smack when it was applicable, but for whatever reason, man, the fans just seem to still be on, to be on John Jones' side and really seem to kind of be turning on Cormier, who seems to me like he would have been set up to be the fan favorite, but I guess that's not the case. What do you make of that? It's kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you've even noticed it, it but I do because I'm a have you, have, and I notice stuff like that. Have you, yeah, have you ever watched the vlog series? So, so, that exact thing. so so it's on YouTube, right? You, you mm-hmm. know, you ever watch it? They're about six, seven-minute videos, nothing big, right? So it's like I got some time I can watch some things. You know, sometimes I'll I'll run on my treadmill and I'll and I'll watch the you know I'll watch things like that and uh, kind of passes the time a little bit quicker, you know. Mm-hmm. And because because running for everything that it does do for me is the most boring thing in the world to me. But uh, I always feel good after I do it. So, 
So I'm watching it, and so they show them they're coming up Good Morning America, right? And, uh, you know, Daniel Cormier sees some ladies, and they're from Lafayette, Louisiana. They got their signs, you know. And so they he comes and says hi, and they're like, oh, you know, you're from Lafayette, too. And, and later on, John Jones is with those same ladies, and they're just, you know, they're just, uh, you know, they're just like starstruck. And, you know, they're lining <laughs> up, you know, to, yeah. And, it, it, and, of course, you know, that's just ribbing at Daniel Cormier, man. He's just, you can just see him mm-hmm. in his face. But, you know, I think they're starting to get behind John Jones, you know, because, you know, he he went up, he went down, you know, and now he's he looks like he's headed, you know, people make mistakes, right? And he looks like he's headed back in the right direction, you know, to start doing great things again. And uh, it seems like he's serious about it. That's what he wants to do. And, uh you know, it is weird. You know, even at all the press conferences, he gets the cheers, and you know, Cormier is getting booed, and Cormier gets mad about it. It's like, yeah, that's right, boo me, boo me. You know, it's kind of weird. So, um, is there? I guess they're just. Uh, I guess. I guess people rally around a good story. Yeah, I. I, I was trying to just put my finger on it. I mean. I mean, I would assume that people want to see, you know, you kind of pull for Jones, I guess, regardless of, of the mistakes that he's made. You know, everybody likes a comeback story. Yeah. But, I mean, Jones just always, even still, comes across, you know, now that we've got such a good sampling of him and his personality, he just always comes across as kind of like he says all the right things, but it just seems to me like that's a front. You know what I mean? Right. And I could be totally wrong. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe not. But just yeah. it kind of seems like it's just a front. You know, the nice guy kissing baby, shaking everybody's hand thing is kind of just a facade. I think, I think there might be a small bit of genuine to it. In, in, and, that's, and that's saying, and when I say that, I mean, you know, I mean, there might just be certain people that just irk him to the point where he just can't stand them. So a different side of them comes out, right? You know, um, or there, you know, there might, or maybe, maybe it is a friend, you know, and, or maybe he's genuinely that way, you know, to his fans, you know, whatever it may be, right? He could be genuine to his fans and just, you know, if you talk smack to him and you're getting ready to fight him, then he's going he's gonna to come out. It's a, uh, it's kind of a weird deal those two guys got going. You know, he's making fun of Daniel Cormier. He's like, hey, wait a minute, where's Cain Velasquez? You need another hug. And it, it was just, it was kind of weird. Man. It was, but, but I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't think people mind that so much because to them it's like selling a fight. Yeah. If he's respected, like you know, to, you know what I mean. To fans, right? To fans, they don't mind that so much when they watch that on TV. Because if they get to meet him in person and he's nice to them, I don't think. Uh, I you know I don't think that that bothers them as much. Yeah, that's a good point. And 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 to that point, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone really say, you know, hey, I met John Jones and he was a jerk. Right. You know, so, so, you're right. It, it, maybe it is. Maybe it's just, you know, Dan, like you said earlier, Daniel Cormier, you know, both of those guys for each of them just kind of pulls out that, 
the worst <laughs> in each of them, you know, because they're such, you know, they're such a heated rivalry. And, and you know, and I guess. competitors. Yeah. Yeah. And they both want to be that top guy and, and, yeah. and have that belt. And that's, that's yeah. probably the way it should it's, be. It's, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. And then when you look at, you know, you know, Edgar and, you know, Aldo, they kind of faced off a little bit, and you know, it's uh, you know, Edgar said, you know, there, there's gonna, he goes, he did a, he did a he did make a little comment, take a little rib there, Conor McGregor. He goes, he goes, you know, after this fight, there is gonna be a, a two di- two division champ, and it ain't gonna be Conor McGregor. And I thought that was real funny. I thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. And, uh, you know, I hope Frankie Edgar gets it this time, man. I'd love to see that guy become a two-division champ. Yeah, yeah, I think, um, you know, I think I think he has the tool set to get it done. I think he, he you know, he, he kind of, he just never really got the respect, I think, from the UFC that he deserved. I mean, here's a guy who probably, when he was at, fighting at 155 was, I think I heard one time that he was walking around at like 165. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe yeah. even the low 160s. And uh, this guy fought his way up, defied the odds time and time again as the underdog, was the champion and still was the underdog going into a couple of those fights. And it just never really seemed like the UFC gave him much respect you know, hence the, the point that he's won four fights in a row, and only because of the Conor McGregor debacle is he get, is he in an interim title fight. So it's almost like by default he, he, he gets what he really deserves, and that's a title fight. Yeah. I mean, that's, that you know, that that's the truth, man. And, you know, he, you, they even said that when he was the champ. He really should be fighting at 45 because he almost does walk around at like 165 pounds. But, you know, Frankie would always say, hey, man, I think, I think that's the reason I'm able to go five and not really ever get tired because, you know, I don't have to cut a bunch of weight, right? And I don't know if you ever watch him fight. That guy can go five rounds like it's nothing. He doesn't seem to get tired. He looks like after they interview him at the end of the fight unless he's just, you know, you know, completely beat up, that he could probably go another five. It's ridiculous. And really, if you think about it, he's not cutting that much weight to get to 45. So he's still kind of got a one-up on a lot of guys in that division. Yeah, I think so. And then he's such, you know, he's got he's got speed. He's got a little bit of power. Uh, he, he has great combos. He does a great job of moving in and out and I think he, I think he one on one, he poses a lot of threat for McGregor. I think yeah. he caused McGregor some problems with his speed and with his with his footwork. Um, you know, McGregor is a has a is really good at finding the angles and kind of fighting at a pace that kind of throws people off, but. You know, speed kills, and I think I think Edgar's speed 
uh, could make a pretty big difference in that fight if he if he gets to Connor, and and maybe he will. Yeah. Nah, he's getting there. He's doing it. He's doing it. He's gonna beat Jose Aldo. He's gonna beat him. He's gonna beat him, man. I, I root for Frankie Edgar, man. That guy's tough as nails. Love to watch him fight. He's got heart for days, and uh, I can't wait. Now, you know, there is a fight night. I think it's next Saturday, and we're looking at we're looking at Arlovsky and Overeem in that one. So, uh, tell me, <laughs> who do you like in that fight? I lose you. Are you there? Did I lose you? Difficulties. I'm in a black hole. Oh, Vader's coming um, to kill me. You there? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Sorry about that. I think. Um, <laughs> what? I think what that. Um, I don't know. I could hear you. It was still going. I think it was on my end. Something was wrong with my. You could hear me. With my phone. Okay. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Blo- I yeah. can't. I can't blame Blog Talk on that. I think that was a user error. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's okay. But no, that that that's an interesting fight to me. It's a hard one to really to really pick. I think. I mean, if I if I had to just make a decision right now, I mean, I, I think I have to lean towards Overeem. Um, you know, as good as Arlovsky's been his last couple of fights, even though he lost his, I think he lost his most recent fight. He was on a pretty good run before that. Um, you know, his his chin still worries me. Anytime you fight someone that's got knockout power, his, his chin still, yeah. still worries me. Which is everybody. It's everybody. It's everybody. Yeah. It's everybody. He's uh, he's not getting he's not getting anybody in the bottom fifteen, right? He's only getting people in the top ten, and it's uh, it's kind of if if he can if he can weather that storm and not have to you know if he can weather that storm and he doesn't you know he doesn't take too many shots. I mean he can he can win the fight, man. Arlovsky's a talented guy, but it's like you said, man. His chin is just ridiculous, and uh, you, you never know what you're going to get. You don't know if you're going to get glass jar Arlovsky or if you're going to get, you know, iron chin Arlovsky. So, you know, which uh, almost sounds like Kung Fu Theater, uh, Jekyll and Hyde type deal, but uh, it's you, you just you just never know which one you're going to get. Now, so you th- do you think <clears throat> take taking chin? Out of it, <clears throat> skill set versus skill set. You think the boxing of Arlovsky can outdo the kickboxing of Alistair Overeem? Sometimes Alistair Overeem seems like he gets just he just gets too comfortable in there. Yeah, and he doesn't let it go. Yeah, I think uh, I think Alistair Overeem's biggest hole is himself. Right? Yeah. He starts taunting people. He starts you know talking a bunch of smack. Next thing you know. He's getting KO'd and you know, and his head's hitting the back of the canvas. Now I don't think his last fight happened that way, right? He, he you know, he he moved around. He, you know, he did some stuff. But um, as far as I think, skill set to skill set, 
You know, I've never ever seen Alistair Overeem on the ground, and I've seen Andre Olovsky on the ground. So I do believe that Andre Olovsky has uh, a few more uh, skills there. But uh, it, it seems to me that when I watch fighters as they age and they get older, they seem to just kind of, you know, go with the easiest way, right? Hey, if I can knock this guy out, I'll just do this, and you know, they don't really fight too dynamic, which uh, I think in the end starts to hurt them. It'll be interesting. We'll talk more about it on Friday. Let's talk a little. Uh, let's talk a little WWE payback since you watched it. I know I watched it. I uh, did watch it. Uh, my daughter reminded me of it. She wanted to watch it, and uh, she wasn't going anywhere to watch it. And I said, well, "Okay, that's fine. I'll watch it with you." <laughs> and hey, you know what, man? I had a good time, man. Some of some of those were uh, some of those were uh, really good, really fun matches. Yeah, kind of a scary little moment there at the beginning when uh, one of the guys kind of caught his head on the ropes while he was doing a dive, and I guess apparently yeah. knocked himself out. Ended yeah. Up, ended up getting a trip well, to the he, hospital. He knocked, he knocked himself out. He wasn't moving, right? And I thought he was – I didn't know. I thought it was part of the deal, and then they actually stopped. They had, uh, they had a stretcher coming out, you know. The medics coming out here, you know, we're like, wait, yeah, that guy really hurt himself. And when you look at the replay, I mean, that that's a that's a super ouch moment. He came sliding, you know how they slide underneath the rope. For anybody listening, they slide underneath the rope doing some crazy move, and he hits, he, his neck catches, he hits the butt, and it looks like he got whiplash and it knocked him out, but they did say, you know, while he was on his way to the hospital, he can move everything. So I think they were worried about, you know, whether or not he tripped something to where it paralyzed him or something like that, but he didn't, you know. And that's always good because those guys look like they're starting to make a name for themselves. Yeah, tough break for those guys because both both of those teams rarely knew to uh, to the raw mix there. And uh, both young up and up and coming types types of teams. Um, you know, you you're, you would probably be classify yourself nowadays as a real casual casual wrestling fan. You know, maybe not oh, even sure. that. But since you since going through the whole show, you know, and this is just a fan to fan type of a question or a hardcore fan, which just a casual fan question, which I do consider myself a pretty heavy wrestling fan. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, is that something that, after seeing tonight's show, that's something that you say, "Hey, you know what? I think I think I want to watch some more. I think I I think I'd want to tune in tomorrow night." Man, I just, you know what, man, I love the athleticism and the things that those guys put themselves through to to do the crazy stuff, man. Like I was watching the Zane, Sammy Zane, and Kevin Owens, and. It, Man, I enjoyed watching that. That was crazy. You it was just just everything yeah, they were doing. Match. I mean, that was that was just I mean, that was just so fun to watch, man. That reminded me of when I was a kid. You know, that was just that was just fun to watch. Uh, you know, that's that's the type of stuff they got to have all the time. Even the last match was pretty good. You know, the Cesaro and Miz match, eh, you know, I could have gone either way. You know what I mean? But uh, the, uh, the the main event was good. You know, the ladies, 
you know, I didn't like it so much. It wasn't that great. You know, they tried to work Bret Hart into that whole deal. And uh, I'm glad. <laughs> it was like, it was cra- It was so funny. It was like uh, two senior citizens fighting. It was, you know, Bret Hart putting uh, uh, Ric Flair. He could barely get his leg over to put Ric Flair in his sharpshooter. Did you notice that? Yeah, I was worried. I was worried about that. I was the whole time I saw him starting to put it on him. I was worried about that step over. I was like, man, I, I hope, I hope he doesn't yeah. fall, because it's still right. cool, you know, 15 years later to see Brett put somebody in a sharpshooter. <laughs> and I was like, man, well, I just hope he doesn't fall. Well, you know, you know, they did that, right? That was a throwback to the Shawn Michaels match, where he didn't quit, yeah. but they rang the bell, and my sure. daughter didn't get it when it happened and I had to explain it to her and what happened and why did that, but I don't think it took the effect they wanted it to take. Cause I don't think a lot of people caught on to that. Yeah. I think you're right. Cause I know my, my son's same way. He, 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 it didn't register with him at all. He's like, he, he didn't yeah. understand. He, he had, he, he wanted to rewind it to see what happened. Cause he didn't under, he didn't understand what, what happened. Yeah. You know, why the rough call came so early. So it's kind of weird. It wasn't the. That's the click. Ten seconds. We got to wrap it up. We'll catch everybody Friday at ten o'clock right here on Blog Talk Radio. Don't get a burger, Cheddar. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. We are done.